Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Market Authority Show. Stephanie, your host, is here, and I have returned from a vacation this month. And while I was away, I am grateful to say that the Market Authority Academy was in great hands. My small but mighty team was rocking out, taking care of our members while I took some time with my family. And during my awayness, our success coach, Karen Ann, led an incredible coaching call featuring a panel of our Market Authority Academy ambassadors, Caitlin and Abe. So what you are about to hear is a recording from that coaching call where you will hear Karen Ann, Caitlin, and Abe answer questions, encourage others, and really share special insights exclusively with the members of the Market Authority Academy. Now, this really showcases what I think is one of the most powerful aspects of the program, which is the community culture in MAA. I've been really intentional about creating a community of like-minded real estate agents who are collaborative and supportive of each other. And you really, really feel this in this recording. I want to lend a great big thanks to Karen Ann for running the show while I was gone and to Caitlin and Abe for being so very generous with their time and expertise. They really help make MAA a richer experience for all of our members, and I am so lucky to have such an amazing team at my side as we work together towards our mission to support our real estate community far and wide. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. Okay, let's get to it. I am super excited to bring on Abe and Caitlin. And um, I think what I'd like to do is have you guys first and foremost introduce yourself. So in case you are new and you don't quite know who Abe and Caitlin are, and we're like over here singing their praises, we kind of want a quick little introduction, um, where you are in your business, where you're located, and how long you've been a part of Market Authority. So I don't know who wants to go first. I'm going to let you guys um, duke it out, Hunger Games style, and volunteer. I will defer ladies first. Oh. <laughs> What a gentleman. (laughs) Thanks, Abe. Um, If we haven't had a chance to connect yet, hi, I'm Caitlin Henderson. I serve the greater Nashville, Tennessee area. And um, let's see, you said our story and okay, let's see. Anytime introductions, just here we go. Um, Yeah, so I spent my whole life saying that I would never become a realtor because I was raised by one. And um, long story short, after checking the boxes the world tells you to check and climbing the corporate ladder, I decided that my previous salary job was for the birds. And I wanted to find something to do uh, that was noble and mattered more than just earning a paycheck. And now I'm in year three. I joined Market Authority in my first six months of having my license. 
after binge watching um, Stephanie's YouTube channel and listening to her podcast religiously. And um, since then, on average, I've been tripling my business since, and I can't leave. It's basically part of my real estate identity at this point as Market Authority Academy. Oh, I love that. And where are you located? Uh, Greater Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Abe. Yeah, I uh, my name is Abe Novi, and I am from San Antonio. Um, I serve the San Antonio area, surrounding areas. We have a pretty big. Uh, uh, we're not known for it, but we have a pretty big metro area with a couple of different uh, cities and towns around uh, our area that put us. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of around like two and a half million or so, as far as population goes. Um, I've been in real estate for uh, just over two years now. Um, was in the car business previously. Um, I actually had uh, uh, one of our team leaders today uh, ask some questions about uh, what what they would recommend somebody do for college before they go into real estate, like if they were going to go into college. And I said, wait tables for two years and work at a car dealership for two years. Uh, don't go to college. Not saying that you shouldn't tell your kids to go to college, but uh, that is like the the best type of, uh, um, I guess, uh, education that you can get for this type of business, you know, um, partially because uh, I think it teaches you two things. Number one, it teaches you uh, how to develop very thick skin uh, because you get treated so poorly in both of those industries by people. And then also um, because it teaches you a whole lot about uh, interaction with people and dealing with people in sales. So that's where I get a lot of my background from. I spent 18 years in, in the car business and about five in restaurants before that. So, Hey, wow. I will say, I was just going to say, as far as MAA, I've been in the MAA. Um, I joined in September. So it's been about a little over a year and a half now. Uh, I joined in September of 2021, about uh, like five months roughly into my career as an agent. Hey, thank you so much for sharing. Now, I know that you guys have a lot of questions for Caitlin and Abe. So if you could drop those in the chat, um, I do have a couple of questions and then we did have a type form question that was submitted for them. Um, and of course, if any other questions come up in the meantime, feel free to raise your hand and continue to add to the conversation in chat. I'll definitely help moderate that. But just to kind of kickstart it, I have a couple of um Really, I feel like they were really strong questions um, <laughs> and I am excited to get into it. So the first question that I have is um, for you all. And I don't know if you want to do it like Kate, Caitlin answer and then Abe answer, um, but uh, you guys can decide. Uh, how did you navigate feeling overwhelmed while going through the modules? You want me to go first? Okay. So um, we'll take turns after this one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so as far as overwhelm with modules, truthfully for me, it was time blocking. So the first time I went through the program, I was so dedicated. I think like almost like a college class schedule, I would block out one hour a day for just head down, watch a module, implement it. And it was, every weekday as if I would attend a class and I treated it like an appointment. I worked everything else around that. Um, and then since then I've, um, gone back many times, but yeah, I'll expand on that at future questions, but yeah, that's the biggest key for me was time blocking. Okay. Um, for me, I think it was just the, like kind of learning the attitude and I had, Kind of learned this a long time ago because of the background that I have in sales, but it's just, and I know it's hard for people who are newer to sales um, or any type of sales environment is just understanding the done is better than perfect. And that all of these things are kind of long game scenarios. Like everything that we do is built for the long game. Um, so just, you know, realizing that as much as I could do when I could do it, get it done, um, and then anything that needed to be worked on, edited, corrected, added to whatever that I could just go back to it because it's always going to be there. You know, um, that's the thing that I really love about the program is that she's not just giving us these calls 
uh, or giving us one-on-ones or whatever. She's giving us tools that we can use and implement on a regular basis. And I think that that for people who are who are just getting started with it, I can totally understand where you see all of it and these charts and these spreadsheets, and it just seems like so much. And just understanding that those are going to stay there. They're going to be in a file on your drive or whatever. And you you have the ability to go back to them anytime you want to. And so don't feel like you have to get one done each week. Every time you go through, you have you have that ability to get back to it. Oh, I love that. Thank you. So I actually have a follow-up question um, that I didn't um, let you guys know about in advance. Um, but you both sort of... Um, kind of mentioned it. So I'm curious, how many iterations have you been through? Um, So how many times have you kind of gone through? Do you know? And are you starting them? I'm sorry, these are like lots of questions, but are you like immediately going back and starting over? Or are you just um, going, okay, I need to work on this one piece of my business right now? Um, I have, (laughs) I have gone through um, two, pretty much two full times and edited and gone through things and and kind of realized there's there's probably a couple things that I have not even really like I don't know I guess the word would be mastered exactly how to like convey everything I want to convey in it and I think that that's just that attitude of it's still just always going to be a work in progress um and I think there's part of that is just because of you know what I because I'm on a team and I'm taking a lot of team leads and I'm not doing this as a solo agent there's some of it that might not necessarily fit where I'm at right now. And I actually am like fine with that because I feel like that's going to be something that I develop more over time. Um, But yeah, ultimately I think I went through it really, really well the very first time. And that was in uh, fall of 2021. And then in the spring of 2022, um, I just went through a whole lot of change in my business because of the team and everything. And I I really just kind of had to like put it to the side for a little bit. And um, the last go round in the in uh, basically a year later in the fall of 2022 is when I kind of buckled down and started working on the second iteration of it, basically. And that's kind of where I'm like at right now with it. Okay, great. Caitlin? I've probably been through a solid two and a half times, plus anytime I want to go back and handpick things that I need brushing up on. And I can truthfully say every single time I revisit a module or a lesson or even the tools that are attached at the bottom, I get new takeaways every time. And for those of you that are newer, you'll probably, or any of you would probably tie into this, the launch pad and brand builder in the beginning were so overwhelming to me. Just my brain just didn't understand what that was supposed to be. And now this quarter in particular, I've never revisited my launch pad more as a guide. So a recent example for me, I am so guilty of bogging myself down with all these tasks, usually marketing related that I want to do. And now I've started going back to my launch pad and asking the question, is it on the launch pad for this quarter? No, it can wait. And that has been freeing. So um, yeah, that's just one example. But one thing on the going through modules and stuff that I would like to impart to everybody is don't put pressure on yourself. Cause Abe and I, like we've said, have been in for a couple years and we still learn all the time. So don't handcuff yourself or limit yourself on your own expectations of what that's supposed to look like. As long as you're just 1% better every day, it's all you, it's all you need. And to add to that, that's why I'm still on the calls on Tuesdays as much as possible, you know, um, is, is because I understand that it's not going to just be, Hey, I did this once and my whole career is taken care of. doesn't work that way. Yeah, I love that. And I I resonate with that so much. I don't know if anyone actually wants to hear my answers to any of these questions too, but I'm I'm an alumni an alumni myself and I go through this every single year. I start over at the top of the year and I just I pull out nuggets still. 
Um, and Stephanie has been mentoring me for five years. Okay. So, um, there's just always something new. And I spent the first year, I, I spent the first year and a half, um, in this program, like getting as much, as much content as I could and as much access as I could, because, uh, I really needed it and it kept, and it kept me motivated. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that. That is really insightful information. And I think it's going to kind of help, um, alleviate some overwhelm, um, as, as our members are, um, going through everything now. Um, do you have any, um, tips or tricks that you can offer members going through the modules? I know that we've already kind of started talking about them and they're going to be sprinkled throughout, but, um, to really, uh, help you help them get through the course and customize it to fit their business. I think like with an, um, an enhancement on customize it to fit their business. Yeah. So, um, for that, um, I'm going to issue a challenge before I give my answer. And that is, um, especially if you're just going through it for the first time, treat those modules as a foundation first and give it an honest three to six months because it's going to be really weird in the beginning but i would just encourage you to try to treat it like a foundational building block for three to six months but then as you revisit and as you start to see like okay i gave this an honest shot this little piece doesn't feel like me make those minor pivots and you'll hear stephanie even use those words and karen ann as far as like making those small adjustments and pivots, because at the end of the day, if it doesn't feel like you, you're not gonna do it. I'm saying that as someone who has omitted things. So even if that's like changing the language of the task during your power hours to something that feels more like words you even use, it's amazing how little things like that can actually boost you to do that. Yeah. For me, I think, um, well, first of all, if you go into the Facebook group and you look down and you find the spreadsheet that I shared a few weeks back, um, you'll see that there's lots of customization that you can do to it. Um, shout out to Vivian, who's not on this call, but Vivian Arona is kind of the one that uh, clued me into the fact that like, hey, you can take these things and add charts and add graphs and add pie charts and whatever you want to them. And so I went in and did that. And, and that's one way that I've made them my own. The second way is just understanding that that these aren't um, like a one size fits all sort of thing. Um, they they are customizable. Like Caitlin said, you can go in and, you know, I've gone in just uh, for an, as an example, again, you know, being on a team, my pay is very different than that of a solo agent. Whereas a solo agent, pretty much, you know, they they figure out their commissions, they have their split with the broker, and that's it. My commissions are totally different than that because of the different splits that we have for the types of leads. So that's it makes it makes our um, for those of you who haven't been through the end of year like uh, uh, reset where you start figuring out what your goals are going to be for the next year, you'll get to that point. But we when we go through that, it's always a little tough for me because I have to customize it for myself because I have, you know, four different splits with my team. Uh, well, really, I guess three different splits with my team based on the lead source, whether it's my lead, their lead, all of that stuff. And so um, it's it can be very challenging, but you can go into those spreadsheets and change all that stuff. So I've gone in and on the on the deal reporter and on the pipeline report i've gone in and adjusted the columns that have like you know uh formulas in them for percentages and things and i've changed those because i have to for myself so just understand that that what you're getting is like the like caitlin said it's the foundation and then you just build on it from there to fit your needs and it's totally customizable for you that's one of the things that I love the most about the program is that she gives us, like I said earlier, she gives us these tools that we can then take and tweak them and adjust them and make them our own basically to fit our needs. So. Yeah. And bless you all that can use a spreadsheet and like know how to put together pie charts and graphs. Google. I it, <laughs> I know, but I just, I was not a spreadsheet person and Stephanie, she like started just like 
put in all these spreadsheets and these modules. And I was like, what are you doing, girl? I can't do a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> I've had to learn. I learned that you could actually change the view on them just last year. Um, it's just not my wheelhouse. And I love that. Um, I learned that I could go in and change some things. So if I didn't like something, um, or didn't know how to use it, I could go in and, and change it and adjust it to like a little bit more simple for, uh, for me, um, as I was getting used to it. So, um, that's really helpful. Um, Debbie says good insight and advice on the launch pad and quarterly accelerator. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, let's see, did something else come in? I start off old school with a pen and paper and jot things down in the most random fashion. And then I enter into the spreadsheet. See, that is more my style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's one thing just since it came up, um, that I've been using the planner for, because since I joined MA now I've shifted all digital and tech, but I've recognized I've gone a little too heavy. So I'm trying to minimize and reduce it. So I've actually edited even the way I use the MAA planner and I will focus on, okay, what are my three priorities? Because again, I'm guilty of like way overloading my own expectations on myself. And so it's like, okay, what are your three goals for today? Anything else is a bonus. Do you get distracted? Is it one of those three? No. Okay. It can wait, but I still, I've, I've got to have some paper. So I'm yeah. grateful for that. Absolutely. And I actually, I personally invested in an iPad pro with an Apple pencil uh, because I am very tactile and I really like to take notes and I can just, I can just, uh, I can put a calendar on there to fill it in that way. Um, I just love that. And I can take that information and, um, and go back and, and search it. It searches your handwriting. I don't, I don't know if you guys you see how little tech I was <laughs> before, but I'm just like so impressed by this because I don't have a million notebooks rolling around. I just use my iPad to take all of my notes. And then if I need to transfer over um, now, Debbie is asking, Caitlin, can you address, um, and I know that you did briefly, but can you address how you're using your planner um, more in depth? Yeah. So um, I know I posted in um uh, a video in the Facebook page, but, and I'm happy to go as deep as y'all want. But for me, what I've been doing is I will, I still manage my calendar from Google because anything's subject to change. So when it's the week of, or even the day before I will go through and write down. So if I have, I was just looking at an example. If I have, um, so tomorrow I have two coffee appointments. This is what my calendar looks like for tomorrow before I'm actually there is I just have those two appointments. But as I go through my day, I treat these gaps almost like a time audit. If you haven't done that exercise yet, it will blow your mind um, because I will feel again, I, something that I've had to overcome is that stress of at the end of the day, not shutting my brain off because I feel like I haven't earned the right to rest, like I didn't do enough. And so this is a great way for me to go back and be like, OK, where did my time go? Oh, I did spend an extra hour at the office shooting the breeze with other agents today. That's where an hour went and doing things like that. And then also as this fills, so I'll even use this as a live um, I've got to call this person, follow up with this person as things come up in the day. But at the bottom, at the end of the day to kind of this came from Stephanie. She gets full credit for this. But um, I will write three wins for the day as I'm closing down my workday to give my brain the permission to rest. And that has been a huge game changer. So it could be I set two appointments for next week. I actually had lunch today. You know, it could be anything but three wins before stepping away for the day. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much. Wow. So I know that there is another question in the chat, but I'm going to come back to it. And I just have two more. Well, I have one more like big question. Um, and then if any other questions, you know, if nobody else has questions, I, I have questions for days. Um, and then we do have the type form question that I want to get to, and then I'll start pulling unless it's directly related to what we're talking about. I'll start pulling from the chat. 
Um, how did you get past the feeling of overwhelm with all of the information and how you specifically integrated the material uh, to fit your business? Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I think we kind of tackled a little bit of the overwhelm Absolutely. thing. Yeah. You know, um, in terms of integrating it into the business, um, that took some time for me. Um, you know, I, I, I think that it's, you're, you're so focused on trying to get through it in the first place that it becomes, um, almost like this monster for you in a way that you're trying to, you know, get through it all and you're fighting some of the frustration with it. And, you know, I see, obviously I see questions in the group all the time. People are, you know, well, I'm struggling with this portion of the launch pad, or I'm struggling with, you know, getting the interviews back and all those things. And so I think that, you know, when it comes to the overwhelm, it's really just, again, all about that done is better than perfect. Right. Um, I think in terms of integrating that in integrating everything that came in for me when I started like kind of looking at some of the stuff that we have to do with the program in sets of the time blocks, basically. Um, I actually have one of the things that I have on my calendar every Friday. It's interesting for me. Friday used to be like a really busy day for me. And I think it was more when I was working with a lot of buyers. I'm working with a lot more sellers now. And so Fridays has actually become kind of a day where I'm not doing quite as much unless I happen to be working with some buyers. Um, I don't know why that is. I might just be fielding more phone calls when I'm working with sellers than with buyers. But um, I have in the mornings, I have basically set up in my calendar, I have a CEO hour. So every Friday I'm in there, that's when I'm going in and I'm updating my lead reporter. I'm updating my deal reporter. I'm adjusting my pipeline report if it needs to be adjusted, especially towards the end of the quarter. Um, I Everybody does things a little different. So for example, like the pipeline report, um, some people will leave all of their pipeline for each quarter the way it is and start a fresh one for the next quarter. I basically take everything that hasn't closed and I move it from Q1 over to Q2 so that I know that that's in the pipeline for Q2. And I do the same thing each quarter. And, and I, I basically time block all that stuff. Um, so for me, that's where the integration comes in. Um, the power hours, marketing, like all the things that I need to do, it's all time blocked. Um, it's interesting because, um, I just recently had, you know, kind of brought up, you know, with Stephanie and we talked about it on one of the calls a couple months ago, you know, is using Asana to do that. I'm, I'm not, for some reason, I'm, I work better when I don't have like three or four different things that I have to look at. And so for me, calendar is the easiest way. And that's another huge recommendation is like, whatever works best for you, use those things. Just like with Caitlin, she loves the planner. I'm just not a pen and paper guy. It would be way too much work for me personally to try and get all that stuff down on paper when I have it all like on the calendar and, you know, in my plan, what I want to do digitally, basically. I wish there was a digital version of it. So, but um, the, the, the big thing, I think, um, and uh, Christine Asana is uh, one of the platforms that you'll learn about in the group. It's a task management platform. Um, but the I, I think that integrating those things, you have to make sure that anything that you're doing with the program, you're putting it into your schedule. You have to. Um, it's it's probably one of the early things that I learned in real estate um, and it didn't sink in until probably like six to eight months later is the, the actual concept of time blocking, how to time block. Um, different ways you can time block and how important it is. It makes such a difference in your business and fitting all of what the things that we do in the program into those time blocks in some way is important. And I know um, I'm actually kind of excited to answer Dee's question about the, uh, the power hour thing here in a minute, because I think that's like a big part of it too. So, yeah. Hey, it's Stephanie. Just quickly popping in here, I hope you are loving this recording. I wanted to take a moment to let you know that next week, May 31st at 11 a.m. Pacific, I am leading a live free training available to real estate agents everywhere. Join me virtually to learn the three steps for real estate agents to unlock a six-figure income and learn to attract clients on demand. 
This is without cold calling and door knocking. Join me to learn this proven strategy that has helped hundreds of real estate agents transform their business. You can find all the details in the show notes of this recording to save your spot for this live training. Again, that's coming up on Wednesday, May 31st, 11 a.m. Pacific. I would love to see you there. Now back to the show. Well, when you first get started in real estate, for all of you newbies, it can feel like you're drinking from a fire hose, you know, to learn all of these new things. And then even sometimes I feel like when you come into market authority, it can be like, oh, these are concepts that I've not, you know, used before. And so in that sort of capacity, in the same way um, that Abe is talking about, it can also feel like, oh my gosh, you know, Um, and I just... I think it's really awesome that um, I'm, I'm just going to like hugely shout out this panel. I think it's amazing because this is the first time we've ever done this. And um, I think it would be have been really cool to have a panel to like hear like advice on how they help uh, someone approached um, how they're doing business and how they're implementing these strategies. So I think that this is really, uh, really fun. So I appreciate you guys um, that are bring, that are just you guys are coming along for the ride, and I think um, it's super beneficial. Uh, now we did have oh sorry, what well, were we gonna... I did want to answer that one before we go to the next question. Uh-huh. As far as the overwhelm, um, a good filter, and I'll be brief, but a good filter. If let's say you're trying to do all the MA mm-hmm. task, and you're trying to figure out okay, what do I need to do to like reduce the overwhelm? A tangible filter I'm going to give you is if you recognize you're spending more time in isolation than with your people, you got to change something. And that doesn't necessarily mean face to face, although that's great. But if you're not, I'm saying this as someone who constantly has to ask myself that if you're behind the scenes working on marketing tasks like buyer and seller guides, and if you're isolated, you need to be with your people because your people is your business. Mm, that's powerful. I feel like you're speaking to me right now. <laughs> I've been in, okay. I've been in like a little bit of a hole myself and I'm like, that, that really hit, that really hit me. I appreciate you saying that. And I'm sorry. I realized that I didn't even let you answer that question. And I'm glad that you interjected. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Sean asked a really important question and, um, I think that this is a, an important question for anyone, no matter what their phase of business. Um, have you struggled with self-doubt in your business? And if so, what did you do to move past it? All right. This is, yeah. Have I struggled with self-doubt? Absolutely. A lot in the beginning and inconsistently since just being transparent because this is our group and we can be um the biggest thing is is truly your mindset um and there's two things one is i start every single morning with gratitudes so before i do anything in my business i write a minimum of three things i'm grateful for it can be business personal physical anything and on days that i feel super low like I have to dig, I make myself do more gratitudes and I'm handwriting those just to be clear and affirmations. That is part of my morning startup ritual to get my mind right. Um, so yeah, focusing on the gratitude. Um, and then, cause I, I'll glance at the questions beforehand, but this is, this ties to it too. I so badly did not want to be a real estate statistic because most realtors quit in their first two years. And I so desperately did not want to fall into that. Thankfully, I'm past that. So, woo-hoo. but um, I will say that you won't be motivated to do this job and show up for yourself every day. But it is truly your dedication to the process and showing up even when you don't want to. It's the discipline over the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Man, coming in with the messages. Discipline equals freedom. <laughs> yes. All right, Abe, what about you? Um, so I actually, you, some of y'all may have seen it. Some of you may have not. I know Karen Ann saw it. Um, 
in the group. So I just recently posted about this. Um, I had been asked actually um, to write something for the Insiders Club for Motivation Monday uh, last month or the month before, I don't remember. And um, so I recently shared that in the group. I kind of took it upon myself because the Insiders Club is going away and I felt like the group really needed to see it. And I really think that the four, there's, there's basically four things. So number one, well, before the four things, number one, yes. I am probably, and, and this is why I kind of said it in the post, like I'm probably one of the most confident people that you will meet. Like I am extremely confident. All the years of sales and training and, and management experience that I have makes me be very confident when it comes to things. That being said, I'm still very new in real estate, despite any of the success that I have had, you know, in real estate. I'm still very new at it. There's still situations I have not experienced there are going to be more situations that I haven't experienced yet. I'm sure there are going to be things people say to me that I have not heard, um, questions asked of me that I've never been asked. And so, yeah, when I, you know, there's times when I'm getting ready to walk into a listing appointment or I'm getting ready to meet a new buyer uh, that was like a cold lead or something like that, that, you know, yeah, I, I go through those things just like everybody else does. And and that was really the point of that post was that even the best of the best do that. Um, there were quotes from Kobe and Michael Jordan. And, you know, I'm very sports related when it comes to, you know, figures and some of the things that they go through, because I think that those are some of the people that we know the most when it comes to thinking like, oh, I mean, these people are ultra confident. They go out on on a big stage and perform all the time. How could they not have the confidence? How could they have self-doubt? And they've all pretty much been through it, you know. Um, but the four things that I really try to do when it comes to that, number one, is I try to ask myself, am I going to give it everything that I have? Am I going to give it my best? I know that I'm going to every single time, despite any anxiety or any uh, doubt that I may have. I know I'm always going to walk in and give everything my best. Number two is I ask myself, what's the absolute worst that can happen in a situation? In what we deal with, um, when you when you think about it, the anxiety, the fears that we have, they're very socially oriented, I think, overall. We worry about our business, obviously, but I think more than anything, we want acceptance. We want that client to accept us. We want them to be to want to do business with us. But I also sometimes understand that I don't. We don't always want to do business with them. Sometimes we meet people and they just give us the creeps, or they they freak us out a little bit, or something they ask doesn't sit right with us. They could be asking for discounts that we're not open to. Whatever it is, it could be the way they ask for something like that. Um, so I always think like, what's the worst that can happen? If the worst that can happen is that this relationship doesn't work out, or that uh, this person that I don't fit their needs or that they don't fit my needs as a client, then that's the worst that can happen is that we're not going to work together and, and I'm not going to get this listing or help them find a home. The third thing that I ask is, what's the best thing that could happen? The best thing that can happen is that we are going to be a good fit. We are going to work together. They are going to really like me. And then the last thing that I, I do is I just try to visualize what the success will feel like when I get it. That's the biggest thing. I put my why into place. Why am I doing this? Why am I walking into these people's house? Why am I going to meet some stranger at a house for the first time that I've more never spent more than 10 or 15 minutes on the phone with or 30 minutes or whatever? Why am I going to do that? I'm going to do that because I have a why. And all those other things are just going to wind up taking care of themselves and so I that that's how I wind up overcoming the doubts that I have that creep in once in a while. You're on mute, Karen Ann. I am on mute because I clicked something. <laughs> and I was afraid it was going to make noise. Um, that is that's really powerful. And I think that that's such a great life lesson, not necessarily just in your real estate business, but just in general, as you're kind of trotting along. Um, I think that that's really a important message to have. And if you are following along in the chat, I have linked um, to that inspiration post um, that Abe shared. So you can check it out directly, save it, screenshot it so you can go back and read that message anytime. Um, but that that's really such a powerful message. So I really appreciate you sharing that. 
Um, now we do have a question, um, a couple of questions that have kind of come up in the chat. If you guys have any other questions, please, um, do not hesitate to drop them in the chat because we have a little bit of time and we want to make sure that everybody gets their questions answered. Um, so Debbie asked, um, I think Dee's question was right before that. Dee's question is first and then Debbie's is sort of kind of in there too. So I'm make sure that you're looking at that when you're answering the question, Abe, but I'm going to read both of the questions out. So D said, I struggle to get through all of the power or all of the activities during my power hour. Can you share how you power through your power hour? And then there is a follow-up question. So um, yeah, let's, let's just kind of answer that one and then we'll come back to the other one. Caitlin, you want to take that first? I would love to. I, I wrestled with the same thing as far as I was actually going to pull up my sauna because I just edited it today again um, because I was wrestling with that too. Sorry, so what, I don't know. Um, sorry, Karen, if it will, you know, if you wanted to, sh- if she could show it as she talks through it because I'm oh. a visual person because otherwise it'll go. I'll listen, but the visual. Yeah. It's up to Caitlin if she wants to share that. I'm totally um, open. Let me know if it won't let you share your screen and I can um, work my magic on this end. Let me see. Share screen. All right. So is that showing okay? Yeah. Well, it's loading, but yes. Perfect. Okay. Welcome to my cluster. I'm just kidding. So for power hour, so I actually just updated these today, um, but I didn't finish it. But I, my goal was to get the first section of it. So for me, this has evolved. Um, I've done it. So you're seeing the word ninja. That's an overlap with another very different style coaching. So don't let me confuse anybody. But there's a lot of overlap as far as startup. So for me, I've got a couple of things in here. Like I write two personal notes a day or try to, um, the gratitudes and affirmations, which I mentioned, focus on hot list and warm list. That's your uh, pipeline report or your metrics that matter. Um, this is a section that I have for once a week. But the biggest reason I wanted to show this is so this is my power hours. But what I recognize, and I've also had to change the order. So I don't know how many times I've changed this. So if you're just like, this is completely foreign, I've lost track how many edits I've made. So this is how it's unfolded for me because what I was guilty of is I was pouring so much energy into marketing tasks or right brain tasks. It wasn't until I listened to a recent podcast that I had this like epiphany. I was rotating right brain task and left brain task. So like your CEO, excuse me, your CEO hours, your metrics that matter, anything that's left brain, you need to clump those together because it takes our minds a lot longer to be able to stay focused when we're switching. So I'm doing marketing activities. I was trying to do them all every day. Now I'm giving myself one, sometimes two days for marketing activities because I was letting my prospecting or what I call my green time, I was letting it slip because that wasn't as fun for me. So now I have to do those first. And then this is almost like a weekly call guide. So I'm not sure who to call that day. If my CRM is not telling me anyone, I'll follow this. And that has changed too over time. Um, So anyway, yeah, but what I'll do with my time blocking on my calendar is I will do, I'll write like power hours marketing or power hours prospecting. And so that will be, that's been one of my biggest things recently that's kind of helped me separate the two because I I couldn't get them both done in definitely not in an hour window. And most days, transparently, I was struggling to get them done in a two hour window. But that's been one of my biggest things is keeping them separate. So hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. And you said power hour marketing and then power hour prospecting. So okay. if 
So if I'm on my Google Calendar, because that's where I, I'm going to overwhelm people if I show you my calendar, but I was going to pull it up, but it will create panic if y'all see my calendar. So I will take a time block and put power hours, knowing that I'm going to then go to Asana, but I will assign it and I've started color coding it. If it's something that I could hire out or delegate out, it's in my calendar as red. And then if it's prospecting or face-to-face -face or something that's client, it's green. So if it's green, it's making me money. If it's red, probably be spending my time somewhere else. And that's been my eye opener recently where I need to hire someone from Reva because there's a lot of cat red on my calendar recently. So yeah. Oh, red could be scary. Uh <laughs> as long as there's not red in your ledger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Did D did that answer your question from Caitlin? Okay. All right. Let's hear how Abe tackles this. So this is a perfect example of how you take these things and you make it your own because we're just so different in the way that we do this stuff. Right. So Caitlin has been using Asana for a while. I'm still developing a little bit of a plan for it and trying to figure out how to best integrate it into what I do. So to answer Debbie's question in part, um, Debbie, no, I am I'm not using Asana for that right now. But part of the reason for that is, again, because I've kind of just picked up these habits over the years um, in the car business that I was used to doing things a certain way. Because believe me, we had power hours in the car business too, pretty much. And it was, it was literally like a manager telling us, sit at your desk and you're going to make calls for the next hour. And that was all you really had the opportunity to do. And we were doing that in a room with like seven other people or eight other people at that time. And so for me, um, instead of sharing a screen, I'm just going to put this in the chat real quick. And that way everybody can see it. So the first step is what I call prep one, which is to get your call and your task list ready. What what happens is the typical like, um, especially if you go, you know, it looks I don't know if you're working at home right now, D, or if you work in an office, but kind of kind of both. OK, so if you go into an office, what happens a lot of times at the office is the typical like water cooler type stuff, right, is you get to the office and you, you know, it's 10 a.m. and I'm going to make my calls and you walk in and you see somebody you haven't seen in, you know, uh, three days because they haven't been there. And hey, girl, how's it going? And, you know, you're and then all of a sudden they need some help and they have some questions. And uh, the next thing you know, you're, you know, 15 minutes later, you're getting your water. And you got your water and then, you know, you walk around the corner. And, oh, you know what? I better go to the bathroom. And on the way to the bathroom, you run into Joe and, you know, Joe hasn't seen you in a week. And, you know, Joe has a, an opportunity for you. And, you know, it's just steamrolling. Right. And so the, the first thing you have to do, I think, is just prep. It's hard because if you don't have what you need ready to go, it's going to be hard to get started. So make sure that you are prepared before you leave the house or before you leave the office the day before figure out, like Caitlin said earlier, what are the three things that I need to accomplish tomorrow? Every single day, the number one thing on your list, in my opinion, the number one thing on your list for what you need to accomplish the next day is your power hours. Like that's the way I see it. Like the number one thing is I've got to make my calls. I've got to get in touch with X, X number of people, right? Because real estate is a contact sport. If we don't have contact with people, we are not going to sell homes and we're not going to help buyers. And so we have to have those conversations. So the the prep one part is to get your call and task list ready. Know who you're going to be contacting that day. Figure it out in your CRM, whatever it takes. Um, there's lots of different ways to do that. It could be going through your database spreadsheet. It could be if you're if you're in a CRM, it could be going through the list of leads that you haven't contacted in the last 90 days based on your contact follow up or however you organize it. So it, a lot of it depends a little bit on the system you're using. But if you have that that call and task list ready, the things that you know you need to do, your 10, 10, 5, whatever it is, if you have that stuff laid out, you know who you're going to call once you sit down at the desk, you know easily what you've got to do. That's number one. Number two is probably should be number one, but is to get your drink, get your snacks, like whatever it is you're going to do, get it, have it ready to go, bring that bottle of water, bring some peanuts, whatever it is, you know, uh, you know, pretzels, whatever, right? Your beer snacks, don't bring beer. Um, but uh, unless you really want to have some fun on those calls, maybe, but um, the, uh, 
you know, get those things ready. And then this is a term that I learned in uh, in some of my Keller Williams training is bunker down, not hunker down, but bunker down. Meaning what what is a bunker? A bunker is like the place that you go that's in the basement that nobody else has access to, that the door is closed. You have a sign up that says, you know, on a call, do not bother, whatever it is. Right. Um, so I, I actually in the office that I work in, I have a, a sign that sits on my desk with a piece of tape. And every day I tape it up when it's time for me to make my calls so that nobody bothers me while I'm in there. They know don't come in the room when Abe has that sign up, basically. I'm very fortunate to have my own space like that. There's like little cubbies that we have in the office. I could use those too. But the big thing is, is that you you have to bunker down. You have to make sure that your space is your space and that you can eliminate the distractions, basically. Um, the last thing is, and this is where I think we probably like have the hardest time, is the phone, you know? Part of it is because we're using that phone to make those calls. And when something pops up on the phone, the most difficult thing is to ignore it. I try to look at those that time frame as kind of like I'm at the movies, basically. If you go to the movies, are you answering calls? No, you're not. Are you answering emails? No, you're not. You are focused on the movie in front of you. You, you have to imagine that this is your movie, basically. Um, you have to eliminate that distraction. It could be turning off the notifications for your email. It could be, I don't know if there's a way, I, I don't worry about it because I just swipe over or I just put a, I have, um, if I go into my, if I get a phone call, I have on my phone, I have auto texts that I can just send to to uh, get the call to go to voicemail. And the every time that call comes in, it's just a text that says, sorry, I'm on a call with a client or sorry, I'm at a closing or whichever one I want to tell them. Doesn't matter whether I'm there or not. They don't know. They're not going to know the difference. Um, it doesn't matter to me if it's an important client or not. I am going through those calls. Um a tip when it comes to that, especially on those days where you don't want to make those calls, um, if it's phone calls that you're you're focused on, is call people that you've had really great experiences with. Call the people, call them first. You know, it, I know there's like two or three people, even if I've talked to them a week ago, doesn't matter. If I need a like a, a somebody to pump me up. I'm going to call George Warren or I'm going to call so-and-so, you know, like I've got those people that I know I can call. They're going to put me in a great mood. And whether that call has anything to do with real estate to me or not, even though it's my power hours, I don't care. I'm connecting with that person. I'm having a great conversation and it's putting a smile on my face so that I can move on to the next call, call and feel better about what I'm doing. So um, it could be a past client that you had a really great experience with and you're just calling to let them know you're grateful and you're not even trying to talk real estate. You're just letting them know, hey, you know what? I was thinking about the time that, you know, I helped you with the house and I just wanted to, you know, tell you that I'm grateful for the opportunity to have served you back then. And I just wanted to see how everything is going with you. And that's all you're doing. And sometimes that's what your power hour is made up of, right? You know, is, is those kind of calls anyway, because you're just doing your follow up. But um, I think that if if you can have that mindset that anything that comes through on the phone is just ignorable because you're going to be able to get to it. There's very few things that are fires that are so big that you can't put them out in an hour, you know. So putting the phone on silent, putting those notifications for your email on silent, whatever it takes, just swipe, swipe them away, whatever, whatever it takes, basically. Um and then when it comes to social media, um, the biggest thing that I would say is two words that I made a commitment to this year um, are intention and purpose. Um, somebody brought up that social media has become a huge time suck for them. You know, you have to have intent and purpose with the social media. Um, you have to find the 10 people that you're going to communicate with the 10 stories you're going to communicate with. You can't just get sucked into that, you know, thing. And it's tough. It's super tough. But if you remind yourself when you get into it, 
intent and purpose. What is my intent right now? What is my purpose in using social media? My purpose in social media is to build a business. It's not to just, you know, screw around on Facebook for an hour or Instagram for an hour. And, you know, you can save those things for later and do that later in a day if it makes you happy. But during your power hours, you just have to have those two words in mind. What is my intent? What is my purpose for using this device, this app right now at this moment? So... I hope that helped. I think it did. And I've got to say, if I could just offer this, you said, yeah, maybe my prep two should be my prep one. I really actually like that you you get your list um, ready and you have that like focused time on your list. And then um, you allow yourself to just take a quick break, go grab some snacks, just like get your body moving for just a second and break away from that focus work so that you can come back and have the conversations and kind of feel a little bit refreshed. So personally, I think I would keep it that way, especially if you like it that way. Um, I also really like the quick wins that you, uh, that you give yourself, you know, to get yourself motivated and, um, kind of in those, um, in that like good frame of mind as you're getting to, to maybe some of the tougher conversations, especially if you don't like, making calls and you know that just uh doesn't feel great to you um quick wins are are i always like to try to find a quick win um in my day as i'm starting up or whatever new tasks so i think that's great um i know we're getting there in time but i do have one more question for each of you that came through the chat um and that is um do you belong to any lead generation systems which we can maybe ask for clarity if you would like clarity um, on that, or if you think you can answer it uh, without clarity. Um, maybe clarity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cheryl, do you do you mind providing some clarity? Um. Let's see. So, any lead generation um, groups such as um probates or being fed expired um i think caitlin had mentioned ninja so uh, which is not necessarily a lead generation but it is um it is a really cool program so that kind of stuff gotcha um i'll i'll go first on that one um so because i'm on the team yes i guess you would consider um like I would I consider them more lead sources. Um, so I don't I don't know if that's also a little bit about you know what you're talking about. Um, but you know, and I don't know what's available everywhere. Um, but on the team, I actually started out on Zillow uh, as a buyer's agent because our team is one of the top teams in the country on Zillow Flex. Um, but I also now I'm not on Zillow anymore for that. Although they are starting this new seller side Zillow thing, which I'm not super excited about, but um, we'll we'll keep going from that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I get leads from Home Homelight, which is um, I know they're in Arizona. I know they're in I, I know they're in Texas. I don't know exactly what states they're in, but Homelight is actually a really good source of leads. Um, there's another company that I think might be nationwide that's called Fast Expert that our team gets leads from. And our team also is a Dave Ramsey ELP team. Uh, so endorse local providers. Um, so those are three lead sources that I have for the team. But other than that, uh, I I mean, and those I'm, I'm only getting a minimal amount of stuff from. So um, now, at least now, so because I've been working much more on my SOI lead generation than anything else. Awesome. And, and then I don't have any, I don't have any paid lead sources. Um, and I don't get fed any leads. I'm a solo agent. I'm not on a team. So that's kind of multiplied. But um, I like a was saying I focused more on SOI and database and people I have real relationships with. Um, I have received one from an MAA uh, member and was um, anyway, basically me and the referring agent both discovered the woman was crazy. So that's the only reason that one didn't go anywhere is that was the first client I ever fired. But um, respectfully, she was a lawsuit waiting to happen and the other agent agreed. So we totally bonded over that. 
But um, I will say if I'm sending outgoing referrals, especially people that are active and engaged in implement MAA systems, I always check our MAA first. Um, and if people are in multiple areas, I'm going to choose someone that is that has shown that they actually implement these systems because I know you're going to take care of my people with a good heart. I'll go through Ninja as second and then um, and then anyone that I've met at like NAR conferences and things are third. There are relocation platforms that my company wants us to go through to send them. But I would always rather choose because anytime I've trusted someone else, they just look at metrics and I care too much about how my people are going to be treated. So I interview agents before I send people to them. Um, so anyway, I get really passionate about that. If you can't tell, I've sent out seven in the last year. And um, so, but yeah, I did want to share that I go through our community first on that side. Thanks guys. Thank you. Yeah, Welcome. thanks. And thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come and share um, all of your knowledge and insights and tips. And um, it's been a really fun conversation, very productive. I love um, kind of seeing how you put your own unique twist on, um, on what you've got here. And um, we just appreciate you being here and being so supportive of everyone. You are welcome. Can I end for myself at least with four words? Only four. No Only more. Four. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love on your people. Love on your people. And I'm I'm saying I'm gonna look at one person as I say this, and he's sitting over here scratching his nose right now. Hunter Marks. Hunter, you've been in the business for a little while, right? And I think that you went mentioned, you know, some struggle recently after doing a lot of business for the last couple of years. Man, take all those people that you sold homes with or helped in some way and go and find some way to love on them somehow, man. Like that, that is what is going to help revive your business is contacting those people finding ways to get back into their lives somehow, even if it's just admitting to them that you sucked at follow up for the last year, like whatever it is, like find a way to love on those people because like truthfully, like that group of people, that database of people that you've got to get that from is something that like so many of these other agents right now that are on this call that don't have would kill to have, you know? And, and it's tough. And, and it's the reason that I joined a team because everybody's got different situations. You know, I'm the only income in the house. So I had to join a team because I was used to a certain level of income and I needed leads. I needed to be able, and I knew I was a good closer, all these things. And everybody's a little different when it comes to those needs. But now that's what I'm doing is I'm taking all those people that I sold for the first two years in the business and I'm loving on them. And I've gone from having about a 16 or 17 percent SOI of my first six to eight months in the business. This year, it's only uh, what is it? May 11th. And I'm already at 62 percent SOI in my business. And the rest of it is team leads. And I'm almost at the same production for the year so far that I did the entire year last year. So, you know, just take those people love on your people. Thank you. Good Thanks. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been fabulous and I'm sure everyone can agree. I see it coming in through the chat. Uh, really helpful. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, and I know that if anyone has any follow-up questions or anything, um, you guys are always so great at being supportive in the group. And um, and we always appreciate your in insights that way. Um, I am looking forward to seeing everyone on Tuesday when we go through our uh, marketing plan for loving on our people, right? So like that was the perfect um the perfect segue and um, exciting uh, projection for next week. So um, come back on Tuesday and Thursday because we have that monthly workshop as well, um, where we're going to really get into the nitty gritty on how to apply that to your power hours. Thank you once again for um, for coming and sharing today. Um, Hunter has such a really special, I'm just going to go out on this. 
Um, Ava and Caitlin. So these are Hunter's words, not my own. Ava and Caitlin, you are amazing. Thank you for sharing today. Your commitment to showing up to market authority is an example for all of us to show up for our own businesses. And I could not have said that better. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye y'all. Thanks. Bye. Y'all have a great week. I hope you love that as much as I did. Aren't they incredible? This is exactly what I had in mind when starting the Market Authority brand as a real estate agent who saw a huge disconnect in coaching and mentoring and systems that real estate agents actually needed to be successful. And I always say that I'm the luckiest girl in the whole world because I get to do what I love with my real estate team. I get to teach what I love with the Market Authority and all with the people I love here at home and from afar. If you want to learn more about the Market Authority Academy and how this program is different from all the others, the details to book a call with my team can be found in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your name pop up on our calendars. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Until next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.